welcome to the HJ Talks About Abuse podcast, the podcast where we talk about sexual abuse cases in the hope that it will assist listeners in openly discussing topics which have been ignored for too long. This podcast is brought to you by the abuse team at Hugh James. We are lawyers, so we tend to speak about the legal aspects of abuse cases, but we aren't too shy to speak up about the broader issues faced by survivors of sexual abuse too. We hope that you find it interesting, but more than that, if you are a survivor of sexual abuse, we hope that you find our discussion empowering. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Alan Collins, and I'm joined by my colleagues, Lena and Danny. Hi, both of you. Hi, Alan. Hi. And as always in this podcast, um, before we get going, I always give a little health warning to point out that we, in this podcast, talk about sensitive issues, which can be upsetting, make the subject matter. So if you think you may be troubled in any way by this podcast, now's the time to turn off, get a make yourself a cup of tea and um, do something else. But otherwise, please stay with us. And I'm going to hand over to Vina, who's going to introduce us to this week's podcast. Thank you, Alan. Yes, so I wanted to talk about posters that I've seen recently in the tube. And these are of so-called common examples of sexual harassment. So each poster gives a short description and a warning. It directs you to call 999 or, or to call a sexual harassment phone line. And there are seven topics. I'll just list them quickly. So it's catcalling, exposing, cyber flashing, pressing, touching, staring, and upskirting. And they all state that sexual harassment is something that will not be tolerated by Transport for London, GFL. So this campaign, the aim is to encourage people to actually look out for and support one another when they're on public transport to engage bystanders to speak up so that perpetrators can be held accountable for their actions if they are doing these things on the tube or, you know, at some other point on your journey. So this could involve people learning to recognise the signs of sexual harassment. So each poster briefly explains what the thing is. So upskirting is taking photos under someone's clothing. So it gives that bit of knowledge as well. Um, And it provides support to the person who's being harassed and to help them report the incident. So I've checked in between 2019 and 2020, there were 1,884 sexual offences reported on London's transport network, the vast majority of which occurred on the tube. But those numbers are thought to be very low due to under-reporting. Um, a YouGov survey from 2020 suggested that up to 90% of offences were not reported. And I'm not surprised about that. I think people would be concerned or shrug it off perhaps that it wasn't as serious of what actually it, it is and these campaigns I think are really good at raising awareness of this and there they clearly needs to be a desperate need for this campaign. There was a survey, I think it was in 2019, and women were nearly twice as long as men to mention personal safety as a barrier walking and using public transport. Yeah and this campaign itself which I've described was born out of some of these surveys and research that you've both outlined and um, because the statistics were just shocking and as you said leans more to women and, and women having that risk or danger. 
Yeah, and it makes me think of other campaigns that, that we've seen, such as Ask for Angela, and I'm sure a number of our listeners will have seen these. These are posters in female toilets, um, and I'm sure there's similar things in, in male toilets in, in pubs and restaurants. It's an, a safety initiative that was run by the Met Police, and that it's just if you feel that you're vulnerable or any concerns, you can go to basically the bartender to ask for Angela and it's a code to tell them that, that you need assistance. So you just said that, Danny, that you think, oh, there's probably something similar in male toilets. But I've actually spoken to some people about this and I don't know that there is. I'll admit I haven't done research into it, but my partner, for example, is so confused when I said like pretty much every bar or pub that I go into in London will have something like Ask for Angela or there'll be a poster about spiking for example and how to check if your drink's been spiked or how to prevent your drink from being spiked and, and my partner was really shocked. That surprises me as well actually because I would have expected a very similar ask for somebody else situation so that you know everybody is is covered and as you say we've done a lot of work this year and last year on spiking and the significant increase on that we've done a podcast on that previously alan as as the male in the team have you seen any of these photos i have not actually seen any of these posters in fact and um well since i'm thinking I want to be very observant, but actually, when I'm on the tube, I do intend to look at the adverts and the posters, and I don't think I, well, I know I haven't seen one. In a male bathrooms, do you recall if you've seen any posters to, to help men with men, or? To be straight to the point of it is a case of getting an out as quickly as possible. <laughs> and um, I'm one of those people who, um, you know, just concentrate on getting into the you know, the public bathroom, so to speak, and get out of there as quickly as possible. But again, um, I don't recall seeing any. So maybe that's an interesting point because maybe these posters really did need to be in honoured places visited by everybody, not yeah. just a particular sex or gender or whatever. They need to be honoured for everybody. Yeah, I think that's what I was thinking was quite a strong part of this campaign is that it is directed at everyone. It is there for everyone to see, for everyone to have the same information rather than for one sex or gender. But yeah, it would be really interesting to see if the data regarding, you know, assaults on the tube changes to whether reports will go up because people are encouraged to report. But whether people report that they feel safer, at least, for knowing that GFL actually cares, at least enough to do this campaign. Yeah, for me, the most important thing is getting it reported. So with the police, the government, we can see what the actual problem is. Without this data, it's hard to know what what works, what what needs to be done. I mean, my personal experience is I've actually had a friend in London who has reported concerns on the tube before, and that actually went to a criminal conviction. The person was caught and had actually done the same thing to multiple women. And so the police had a record of it and eventually found the person so you know anyone of our listeners that is listening you know it's definitely worth making that report and in our work i think it's fair to say we find we have an increasing number of young people if you would like that who have come to us reporting 
sexual harassment and indecent assaults in all sorts of places where you would expect that sort of thing never to happen, not in this day and age. So there's certainly a problem, and it's a serious one, and it clearly needs a lot of addressing, because what has gone before obviously hasn't filtered through to where it should filter through, otherwise this sort of unacceptable behaviour would not be occurring. So on that note, thank you all for joining us in this podcast. As always, if you have any thoughts or concerns, then do hesitate to contact us. And as always, thank you very much for joining us and we look forward to talking with you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of HJ Talks About Abuse. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. If you'd like to speak to us about something you've heard today, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at aboutabuse at hjtalks.co.uk.